0: Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Share My Brain. I am your host, Tober Church, and this is a stream of consciousness journal where I talk about topics that are on my mind. Hopefully you'll find something you relate with, but if you don't, that's okay too. I'm just glad you're here. Today's episode does come with a content warning for depression, anxiety, and mental illness discussion. The name of today's episode is Are You Sick Enough?, and this is, a, this is a topic that I have struggled with for a very long time. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I've felt kind of surrounded by illness. My mother has a multitude of illnesses, both physical and mental. My biological father passed away when I was very young, thanks to a heart condition. And all of my sisters have their own health problems as well, again, both physical as well as mental. Growing up, I was sick frequently. I was in the hospital many times. Uh, I missed a lot of school thanks to being ill in one way or another. But I still never felt, once I was old enough to kind of parse my own feelings on things, I never felt like I was sick enough. And that's a weird feeling. And we're going to go into it a little bit more so I can kind of Help people understand what I mean when I say that I didn't feel sick enough, because I feel like a lot of people probably experience this, but they don't necessarily know how to how to word it. And I find that that's a very important part of coming to terms with your own feelings and your own ways of dealing with things is if you can put it into words, even for yourself, even on paper, and then crumple it up and throw it away, at least you have a way of expressing it. And I find that that's very helpful for me at least, and hopefully it is for you as well. So for me, growing up with all of this illness around me, and a lot of it was physical, and I could see it, I could see the effects that it was having on people in my immediate vicinity, it always made me feel like if I didn't feel good, and I didn't want to get out of bed, that I was lazy, or I you know, just wasn't trying hard enough. So... I pushed myself, I pushed myself to do more and be better than other people because I felt like I was being lazy. And I learned much, much later, fairly recently, in fact, that this is a a strong indicator of anxiety and depression. But I didn't know that at the time. And I always felt that I had to do more. So this continued until I was, I was 14 years old. And I was hospitalized. The reason I was hospitalized is because I was incredibly anemic, and I found that the reason that I was incredibly anemic was because I had bleeding esophageal ulcers. If you don't know what those are, um, they are literally just open sores in your esophagus, the uh, uh, kind of tube that leads from your throat down into your stomach, and they're open sores, and were caused by acid reflux, and the acid reflux was due to stress. So at 14 years old, my doctor told me to reduce the amount of stress in my life. Thanks, Doc. Very helpful. At 14, I had no idea how to do that. So my solution was to stop getting angry or to try. I kind of developed this water off a duck's back mentality, and I worked very hard at it. And that's the thing. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for me to hear myself being called Names. Uh, I wore glasses, so I was referred to as Four Eyes regularly. Um, I was bullied on the bus and in classrooms. And the way I began to deal with it, instead of getting angry about it, I just let it go. And it was only again, much later, that I realized that I wasn't really letting it go. I was just pushing it down even further inside myself, and it would come out of me in an explosion of anger at the most random times. Again, classic symptoms of depression and anxiety, but didn't know that at the time. So we move on past 14. So I was in college and things were very stressful in college, was experiencing chronic fatigue and just generally not feeling well. But I pushed through because again, I felt that I wasn't sick enough to warrant going to a doctor, or especially not speaking to any kind of counselor. Uh, There was nothing wrong with me in the head. It was, you know, I was just lazy. I was not getting enough sleep. I was staying up too late. I was too tired. Whatever. I told myself a lot of things. And I will point out that the adults around me at the time did not help in this regard. And I find that To often be the case, especially with people around my age. I am currently 32 years old, and I'm just now finding out a lot of this stuff about myself because the adults in my life were from a different generation, and that generation did not talk about mental health or uh, anxiety or depression. They just, it wasn't something they talked about. I knew that my mother had been diagnosed with depression in my late teens, but I didn't know what that meant. I thought it just meant that she was sad and that sometimes she got sad and i had a hard time understanding why mom was sad at first and then i looked around at the way we lived we were very poor i grew up very poor and i thought it was mom was sad because she didn't have money so i resolved that i was going to have money growing up (laughs) that uh, did not pan out so well for me but that's another story so i left college and i got married And my spouse and I ended up settling down in Kentucky and I worked at a job where I uh, was at a call center and my spouse worked with me and she and I sat about three tables apart and our job was to call people and uh, tell them that they needed to pay their car payment because they were delinquent and it was a soul sucking job for me. I do not do well with that sort of profession and there came a day where after almost a year of being there, I was sitting at my cubicle, or sitting at my desk. We had little dividers between us that made a kind of faux cubicle, and my vision started to fade. I wasn't going unconscious, I was just losing my sight, and I panicked. I jumped away from my desk and began looking around frantically, and before I knew it, my vision had completely gone dark for a few Terrifying moments. I was completely and utterly blind. My spouse grabbed me and rushed me out to the car and took me to the emergency room, where it was discovered that I had lost a third of the blood in my body due to bleeding esophageal ulcers. They had reopened due to stress. Imagine that. So they had to go in and actually cauterize the ulcers closed. And I resolved from that point that I was going to take better care of myself. I was going to watch what I ate. I was going to be better about taking care of myself physically. It never even entered my mind that this could be something related to mental problems. It was always physical. And even so, even after going blind temporarily, I didn't feel like I was sick enough to warrant really addressing the problem. I mean, I I knew that I was sick. I knew that. But... It was always, there was always an undercurrent of, yeah, I'm sick, but other people have it worse. And so, again, I resolved to work harder. And take even taking care of myself was part of proving to myself that I wasn't that sick, that I could be fixed with a little bit of effort. And this, I think, is kind of the crux of the whole problem, is that a lot of us feel like with a little bit of effort from ourselves we can fix ourselves there's something wrong with us and we can fix it we can be cured if we just applied ourselves and we all know that that's not the case we know that intellectually we know that on a a very real and intelligent level but it doesn't change the feeling so come to today today i'm standing in my closet once again recording this episode and i have not been to see a therapist. I have not been to see a counselor even though I know that I present classic symptoms of depression and anxiety and possible ADHD. Why haven't I gone? I could tell you that it's because I don't have the time. I could tell you that it's because my insurance won't cover it. I could tell you that it's because I'm afraid. But the simple truth of the matter is it is incredibly difficult to convince myself that I am sick enough to go to the counselor. It is very difficult for me to accept that I am bad enough, and I, I'm doing air quotes. I don't know if you can hear them through my voice, but I am, I am making massive air quotes here, because you don't have to be sick enough. You don't have to be bad off enough to seek help, and I know this. Again, it's, it's something that I know on an intellectual level, but it doesn't change the way that I feel, and every time that I pick up the phone to try to make that call. I stop and I think, I don't want to waste their time. I know that I'm not alone in this, but I hope that someone out there can relate to this because, as I've said before, I feel knowing that someone else out there experiences the same things you do in the same way that you do is very helpful to the human condition because it's not a matter of being sick enough. It's not a matter of being bad off enough. It's a matter of knowing that you are are worthy of being taken care of, not just by yourself, but by another. You're worth it. I want you to remember that, and I will try to do the same. And that's all I have for you today. I hope that this was helpful, but as I said before, if it's not, then maybe that's okay too. Maybe not everything in life has to be helpful. Maybe we can just listen. Until next time, thank you for sharing my brain.